0: Welcome to Moonshine and Music. We're here today with Charlie Crone. Hi, I'm Charlie Crone. <laughs> that's a strong introduction. Yeah. Well, is that how you usually do it? Just like I am, Charlie Crone. It well, it carries that kind of gravitas that yeah, it, it, <laughs> it does. People know what it brings to the table. It's <laughs> I I, <laughs> I feel you, man. I understand, man. I've that's the way I feel about you too. <laughs> so um, I, I see you brought your Foo Fighters T-shirt into the set today. Yeah. Um, um i didn't know we were going to have people who were
1: you know like in, in full-on garb earlier you know with oh the good yeah. stuff. i mean i, I know that's that's going to be a previous episode or or later yeah yeah yeah
0: celtic rain celtic yeah, rain yeah. yeah and they were fantastic <laughs> holy
1: crap um but you know i'm feeling
0: See, no pressure nervous. no none yeah, at all yeah uh, so yeah are, are you uh yeah obviously you're a foo fighters fan i am does that influence your music as you uh, uh i wrote i mean having heard you play i didn't, i didn't catch the Foo Fighters reference.
1: No, but. no, but uh, oddly enough, there's one song I wrote where I very intentionally wrote the verse uh, guitar part in a way that I thought Dave Grohl would write a guitar part.
0: Yeah? Um, so I was- like Physically, I, like the way the music went or like, you know, you were sitting like on a, you know, a mountaintop would Dave or something. What yeah. <laughs> It was, you
1: know, phys- physically the way the, the, the bass line of the song, the way it was, was um, or the, the bass structure of the, the chord progression, the way it would drop down, um, seemed very growlish in its, even though, and I, I wrote it on electric guitar originally, but I've, I've transposed it over, not transposed, but moved it over to uh, Transmorgified uh, it. Transmorgified it over to uh, acoustic. Big words. Yes, exactly. That. that might, might or might not be words. I don't even know where that words. came from. It, know, yeah. is, a good one. is that it, a word?
0: I think it is. Okay. I don't know. There's probably a dictionary behind us somewhere. If well, you know, we could look it up, Casey Stingle, right? I'm sure Casey knows. Okay, <laughs>
1: I'm going to keep Casey down here as a reference.
0: Yeah, you can just during this uh, pick okay. it out. I, I get it. What would Casey do? <laughs> so, are you uh, are you from Indianapolis originally? I am or? not. I grew up in Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, a tiny right? village in western Pennsylvania. Uh, t-
1: <laughs> <laughs> tiny <laughs> village in central Pennsylvania, right across the street from Three Mile Island, actually. Wow, yeah, really? Yeah, so I was there when the accident happened in 1979.
0: Yeah. Then, that was ah, fun. So, are you like, do I need to have like a, a suit on, or like one of those radiation? I might have superpowers I haven't revealed yet. We'll really? See. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, um, when it was going on, were how close were you? I mean, to the thing. Two and a half miles. Two and a half miles from yes. three miles. So island. it happened. The, but like the accident you were, happened six to... miles of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the island. It's actually about two and a half miles long. It's <laughs> in the middle of the Susquehanna River, and I was. Two and a half miles my bedroom was I was asleep in bed two and a half miles away when the accident actually happened when the radiation was released Wow Mm -hmm. No ill effects for me and my family can't say all the same and I don't they can't directly say that it was a result of the island uh, of the accident, but
0: Hmm. Who knows who knows? Wow, so uh, growing up there was that um you know, influential in the way that you write songs or did it make you want to write songs or what, what about it? What about made you get there to the musician well, person that you are today? I, my father's music teacher. So he, okay. he, was, uh, he was a supervisor of music in our school district for
1: 35 years I think. So when I was going through the school system I was the poster child for band, orchestra, marching band, everything. So I've been playing music since I was seven years old. but. um so I, I got, ended up getting a degree in classical trombone and, from IU and that's how I ended up in Indiana. I, moved, I had a teacher who suggested that um, a guy in, at IU would be... He, the, way, the style that I played, he would be good to help build upon. So he specifically suggested that teacher, hence my move to Indiana. I joined up with a band called Johnny Sacco uh, in the early 90s. And once I decided that I didn't want my wife to be a road widow, I left Sacco and joined the Air Force, and I was playing trombone in the Air Force. So, hmm. at this point, I'm just playing other people's music. My, my entire life has been built around playing other people's music. While I was in the Air Force, I had jaw surgery, and my face went numb from here to here. Oh. And I couldn't play trombone anymore. That's very the one bad thing that I, <laughs> You know, 20-some years of trombone playing at that point, mm-hmm. and suddenly <laughs> I couldn't play 30, actually. 30 years I'd been playing at that point. So, I taught myself guitar. I could already read music, so that I had that going for me, and found well, I kind of found out during the Saco era that I could sing a little bit, but then I found out I could kind of write songs or tell a story or whatever along so the way. So, is your
0: jaw still numb like that?
1: No, it actually yeah. Happy ending to that is that the nerve uh, nerve grew back, and I it, it's not the same face I used to have by any stretch. Uh, it feels totally different than it did, you know, when I was younger. But I could play again, and I do play. I play with my band Coolidge uh, quite a bit. Oh, okay.
0: Well, that's I mean. Yeah, happy ending. Well, but it's interesting. I mean, so because trombone is so different from guitar, there's nothing about it that's similar. No, not right. at all. You played notes. That's about it. <laughs> and learning to play guitar improved my trombone playing. It was the damnedest thing. Really
1: yes, absolutely I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly I became a better trombone player as a result of learning guitar
0: because you like because of the different style and the way that you get to play it or there's probably some
1: psychological reason like uh, the way that your brain's wired and activating different synapses and you know neurons firing or whatever the hell neurons sure. do um, but when I came back to the horn it was like having from a more structural standpoint I suppose the fact that I'm dealing with chords versus a single note right suddenly that single note I have a more conceptual understanding of where that single note fits in with these chords which I suppose is something you would learn at music school but when you actually do it in practice
0: it's different mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I, that's my working theory here off the top of my off the top of my head well I mean I suppose that's sort of like the same as when you're composing like a full band piece mm-hmm. you know in any band even if it's a, just a four piece or a trio or something you start to think about the music a little differently as you got to figure out, well, how's the bass part going to fit in here, what are the drums Mm going to do, you know, those kind of things, right? Absolutely. So... um,
1: Like, some people go into that kind of songwriting, uh, I think of my buddy Chris Smale, Uh, he's the the guitar player with Coolidge. When he writes a song, he very much gets into the mindset of, here's the guitar part, here's the melody, but I hear this trombone part, I hear that going, or the horns section, I hear that bass line over there. He, He thinks of it as a package, And I don't do that yet. I'm I'm more one to, okay, I have this chordal instrument in my hands, I'm gonna write the song for this instrument. And then some of those things, you know, you can kind of drop in place with a band and and work around it, or people will riff off what you're
0: doing. But we definitely have different styles of songwriting, Chris and I. So, um, how long have you been writing songs? Like, to this point, what? 15 years, maybe? Yeah? Yeah, so it's about Um, one a year. (laughs) <laughs> About one a year, you've got 15.
1: I'm, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm <laughs> Do you not have, you have uh,
0: records out there for people to find?
1: I don't yet. Uh, that's, something, that's a goal of mine this year, is to actually put together a collection of songs that some people used to call a record. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: <laughs> that's just something you could throw on the streaming
1: services exactly. for the children to hear. But I want them to right. be a collection of songs, not just you know, drop a single.
0: Do, do kids drop a single? They Is do. Is that what they do? That's what they do. Drop a mixtape? I don't know that they drop a mixtape, but they mm. definitely drop a single and a record. I heard they drop the bass too. That's a thing. Drop the bass. They drop the mics. They drop them. When they feel like they've
1: done really well. I was a sound engineer in the Air Force and I really <laughs> hate that saying. <laughs> Oh,
0: when they dropped the mic? Yes, they drop the mic. Not fun. Not, not good, not good no. for the mics. No. Please don't drop any of my mics. If they knew how much I, the mics cost, they would not uh, drop them. Yeah. they would not, <laughs> the mics would stay stationary. <laughs> or in their hand. I mean, it's akin to let's just drop, you know, a couple hundred dollars down a hole mm-hmm. while, while we're at it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great email, drop the laptop.
0: Uh. Isn't that how it works? That'd be a good one. So um, Casey Stengel never dropped the mic. <laughs> Casey dropped other things. Yes. Yeah. Probably a lot of f bombs is what he dropped. Uh, <laughs> so we have this little segment that we do. We have um, uh, the Moonshine Guru comes on. You may have seen Ooh. that happen in a, uh, in a in another episode. And um, <laughs> the um, I guess the long and the short of it is that we have the world's greatest. Greatest pseudo psychologist yeah. um, Brent Lee Smith, who will join us here on the set. And um, what Brent does is, uh, you know, he answers advice from our listeners and, and watchers. Hi, Brent. And, um, and and he also seeks the advice, uh, you know, assistance with that from from our guests. Oh. So you get to uh, chime in as well. So <laughs> here's today's note. It comes from Avon, Indiana. This Ooh. one's close by. Yeah. Yeah. Brent, your advice sucks. I hope you get the raging case of herpes and suffer. Do you think you could just love me or leave me? I think this might be one of your girlfriends. It says Cindy from Avon. Doesn't he usually love them? Oh, uh,
2: Cindy. <laughs> um, I already did leave her. I don't understand the problem.
0: <laughs> She's already in the past. Yeah. Um. And. Yeah, I guess she Brent out. needs the advice today. Uh, do you have any for him, Charlie? <laughs> well it sounds like the solution was in the question you know if if,
1: if she is no longer a part of your your life then uh, you know
2: yeah she's so not a part of my wife that i don't remember her nice. it's <laughs> almost like someone made her up
1: hmm do you go by brent or brent lee Lee's
2: well, my middle name okay so i just use my full name on uh, on stage
0: can i use brent lee you can if you wish okay So, you know, uh, this is your opportunity to also, if you need any advice, to ask the Moonshine Guru. Like Write in person. You don't even have to write a letter. Oh, wow, man. The Moonshine Guru. Write in person. Don't even have to write a letter. Jeez.
1: How are you with children?
2: I'm good with children.
1: Yeah? how yeah, about yeah. how about teenage children not
2: as much good with teenage children yeah me either apparently
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, just
2: smile and nod and walk away
1: right and you know why why is it exactly and okay here's my general question so my son was late for work yesterday okay and we passed and we had just gone to see avengers uh, yeah. my, my wife my daughter and i good for and we were coming home like yeah i'm totally not going to give it away i promise uh, Kirk dies though. <laughs> so does Bob. What? So does Bob. Spock. Oh, Bob dies. Bob. Bob. Oh, Bob. Oh, th- why did I hear yeah. Spock? So we're yeah. driving home from the movie, and we pass my son on the way to work. Uh, he has got to be at work at two o'clock. It's two o two, and I'm thinking, oh well, late for work. Aha, uh-huh. shame on you. Well. I noticed that he made a purchase at Dunkin' Donuts Ooh. because I get all the notices from his account because his account's my account. Right. Which, you know, might be a little invasive, but <laughs> can I curse here? Yes. Okay, yeah. but fuck it. I mean, <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to be invasive. Um, so today I ask him, hey, please empty the dish drainer in the kitchen. This is all very mundane stuff, you know, to the studio audience wow. here. Very mundane stuff, right? Please empty the dish drainer before you go. Uh, do you really think I have time for that? Like, well, you had time yesterday to stop and grab a cup of coffee when you were already late. And then the grumbling, oh my gosh. The teenage angst and grumbling that I got to hear upstairs in those moments following my pointing out that, jackass, you had time for coffee, you don't have time to do what's expected of you. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, continued in this, this strange subaudible level, like, until he walked out the door. So, that's a long way of saying, how should I deal with this young man?
2: Uh, Next time he does something like that, cut off a finger. Okay. And then he has nine more (laughs) to remind him not to do it again. If you're if you're out of fingers, uh, you can go with toes. And if you want to make a big statement. Go with ears or a nose. Okay.
1: And I appreciate that you understand he's a 17-year-old, therefore uh, avoiding the wiener is a good thing to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't want to mess with that. Yeah. And
1: I just wanted to say wiener on microphone.
2: Yeah, because then you have to deal with child services and all that too. And yes, but fingers are fine. Oh yeah. I mm. well, we got a bunch of them. Mm. not going to one.
1: No, I mean I think that would be that would be incentive. You know, keeping keeping the digits.
2: Yeah. Either that or uh, you know tattoo something on his forehead to remind him to be on time, like a sundial. <laughs>
0: I dig. I dig. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us, Mr. Guru. We appreciate having you on the show. You're welcome. Solve the world's problems. If you would like to uh, address the Moonshine Guru, please send us an email, info at moonshineamusic.com. So, what are you going to play for us today, Charlie? I'm going to play two songs. And I was really,
1: really, uh, like... I was pining over which ones I should do because I have I'm gonna play a country tune and I don't okay. I don't play country music very much uh, the only country music I really gravitate toward is outlaw country I like the old stuff right um saw Hank Haggard here last night he was wonderful but uh so I wrote a country song uh shout
0: out to Hank Haggard yeah
1: you always got to make your boys known um I was uh I was asked to write a song for a friend's wedding uh, because they, he proposed to his wife at a place called the Loveless Cafe in, in Tennessee, or Kentucky, I can't remember which. And he did a quick Google search and found out that there was no song in the world called The Loveless Cafe ever written. Really? So I was like, that's a perfect name for a song. Like, that's a country song, hands down. I mean, you didn't even have to think twice about it. The Loveless Cafe is the name of a country song. So I thought, I will step outside of myself for a moment and write a country song. And I did, and it came out really well. So I'm going to try that today i feel well, like you may just home. like all of your songs now become country songs well Florida. that's the thing i don't once I, we get you in the country i'm not a fan yeah. of, of having to play one style of music ever oh, okay. i've never been that person so
0: so you're a marketer's dream
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe i am <laughs> the other song i'm gonna play is the one the foo fighters ish tune that it's not going to sound anything like foo fighters so don't don't uh, set that expectation. don't judge that expectation. yeah that's that's not yeah. the expectation i'm setting here um but I wrote it for a band. This is one of those that I kind of wrote with the band in mind um, and recorded it as such on electric. But then I started playing it on acoustic and decided I kind of liked it better that way. So
0: I, I haven't, I think I've played it like twice live. So I'm gonna try it today. All right, well I, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. Are you about ready to play some tunes for sure, us? Sure, love to. All right, we're gonna be right back with Charlie Crone on Moonshine and music.
1: This is a song called The Loveless Cafe.
3: sat at the bar with a 1000 yards stare in the mirror they hid in the bottles half-full sitting there a man said hey Jerry it doesn't get better than this about Thursday, said Jerry, I guess it is what it is. It's Thursday at the Loveless Cafe, where the whiskey pours thin and the night turns to day. There's a piano no one will play, Thursday at the Loveless Cafe. Just three musketeers drinking beers Dreaming Magnavox dreams When their pensions come through Make a break for the coast as a team As sure as that girl at the bar Cares not for their woos They'll be here once again every Thursday Yesterday's booze It's Thursday At the Loveless Café Where whiskey pours in And the night turns to day There's a piano No one will play Thursday at the Loveless Café Now Jerry's the only poor fool With skin in this song Jerry is someone I know With whom I get along Makes my heart heavy Thinking here's where he'll stay But someone will hold down His barstool I'm sure When Jerry without any fanfare Jerry with only his name tips his hat, and exits the game. It's Thursday at the Loveless Café where whiskey pours in and the night turns to day. There's a piano no one will play Thursday at the Loveless Café. It's Thursday at the Loveless Café Whiskey pours thin and the night turns to day There's a piano, no one will play Thursday at the Loveless Café Thursday at the Loveless Café Thursday at the Loveless Café yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, and then this song is called. Uh, it's called "Stay Right Here." It's a little anthem towards people who uh, make just enough money to not get out from where they are. I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with that to a point.
3: keeps me guessing sometimes wrapped up in these cardboard shackles all this freedom gets me nowhere gets me one more chance to stay right here stay right here Fall
1: Like
0: Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Not Less Entertainment. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved. Our producer is Joe Shelton. Our cameraman, grip, and stunt double is Brent Lee Smith. On cameras and all sorts of other stuff, Bailey Shelton. And our staff guru is Brent Schlimmer. Join us each Sunday for more episodes of Moonshine and Music.